Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing Mike Todd and doing a deeper dive on his views on homosexuality, transgenderism, and adultery, and how his views on these issues are far less than orthodox. In fact, I would argue they're pretty much heretical because he doesn't understand what sin is. However, I do want to provide a broader caution because the views that Mike Todd expresses in his sermon, a recent sermon of his, are the same views that are expressed in many churches that are much more sound in their orthodoxy. They have a misconception about sin that needs to be called out, that needs to be corrected. And we spent a lot of time on this channel correcting this nature, this false view of sin uh, that really is the logic behind side B theology, which is the way that homosexuality is infiltrating the church in most cases. It's going, you know, the subtle route of side B theology, not the drag queen story hour route. So we're going to be talking about that and how that's basically what Mike Todd is embracing on ne not necessarily that issue, but on a lot of other issues as well, because his fundamental understanding of sin is wrong. So we're going to talk about that. I, I do want to highlight that Evangelical Dark Web was the first uh, ministry that I am aware of that called out Mike Todd as a false teacher. So if you want to support this kind of ministry, uh, evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join is the place where you can go to support our Patreon-like system. Otherwise, the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new. That's the least you can do. Because, you know, and just to get, point out the Mike Todd thing, no one was calling Mike Todd out before April of 2020. We called him out before April of 2020. And it's not, and I don't want to take credit for it because it was a reader submitted request. So we take reader requests in doing research because we want to cover the people that no one else are covering. And that's how we do, and we do and have done discernment at Evangelical Dark Web. So we do these things called verdicts. And Mike Todd is a Category 5 false teacher. He is a wolf in wolf's clothing. He's not a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's obvious. He doesn't understand the Trinity. Uh, this guy has the prosperity gospel in his faith statement. In his church's faith statement is the prosperity gospel. They are very obvious about preaching falsely. And... This sermon is going to be more of the same in terms of what we know about Mike Todd and his theology. So we're going to talk. So we're going to roll tape. What it really means, okay, um, to serve in the kingdom and to serve in kingdom dominion, you have to submit your opinion. How many people have an opinion in this room and watching online? Come on, hands. I need y'all to help me. And how many people have opinion on a lot of stuff? Let's just be honest. I wouldn't do it like that. I would never wear that color. Ew. <laughs> I would never eat that. Oh, I would love to eat that. How many people actually value their opinion? Come on, let's, let's be honest. If your hand is not up right now, you're lying. You value your opinion. Culture teaches you to value your opinion. Kingdom teaches you to submit your opinion. So I want to do a quick point of order. We are listening to this video at 1.25 speed. I cannot listen to it at one uh, speed. I, I just can't do it. Don't, don't subject me to that. I, I'd listen to it at 1.5 speed if I thought it was useful enough. But 
Mike Todd has so much filler in her sermons. This is an hour and this is a 93 minute sermon or video. It could be truncated into 10 minutes. I believe there's about 10 minutes of content in this entire sermon. And this sermon goes on for an hour and 33 minutes. And it's because he does all these theatrics. He wants to talk to the audience rather than make the point. Uh, you know, I'm going to be real with you or what I'm going to say is going to make you mad. Uh, they're going to try and cancel me for this. You know, there's so much of that in his sermons that if you cut that out, there's like maybe 10 minutes of content in this entire message. Oh, they're not going to like this. I'm going to need my whole security team after this. What I just say? Your opinion is valid. It just doesn't matter that much. How else do I say this? God gave you the opinion, the ability to have an opinion. It just cannot actually be equal or greater than his opinion for you to actually serve in the kingdom. Okay, okay. Submission means that it has to become sub to the what? Mission. God's saying, take your opinion about whatever it is and put it under what I said about it. Think whatever you want to think, but just take that and put it under here. And when you act or you're an ambassador or a representative of me, when you're serving me, do not let your opinion come out of your mouth. They just did me wrong. What am I supposed to do? My opinion is I said slap the crap out of them and talk about their mama. God's like, yes, I love the creativity that you had with that moment right there. Now bring it under submission. I got to pray for them now? Ah! Scream. That's good. I gave you lungs. Let everything that have breath. Praise the Lord. But now what I need you to do. How do you know you're serving the king? It's usually the opposite of what you naturally want to do. I'm trying to give you, I serve the king. No, you do what you want to do. You, you value your opinion of it more than you value God's, <laughs> not just opinion, his decision on it. God's already decided some stuff that we think we have, can have an opinion on. I, I'm trying to decide right now, Cordell. All right. We're going to pause right here because this is when he's about to go into homosexuality. But what he's just said is completely wrong. It's backwards. It's not. It's antithetical to the Christian life. And I mean that because, you know, what he's saying is before you were a new creation. But when you are a new creation, you know, we do what we want. We are free to do what we want. We are no longer a slave to sin. We do what we want. And what we want to do is good. What we want to do is to serve God. Our viewpoints conform to God. He's acting like the Christian life is one where you have opinions and beliefs opposite to God, but we submit to them like an, a grumbling vassal with an overlord. That's not the Christian life. We are not to be grumbling in our submission to God because we have private dis you know, disagreements with God and we just submit them. That, that's not the Christian life. We are to be transformed. 
uh, our desires should reflect the fact that we are a new creation. You know, to do sin, you know, we should no longer desire to do sin. I, I get that we still wrestle with sin. That's not the point that I'm arguing. But we shouldn't desire to do evil, to invent new ways of doing evil. So I want to highlight this passage, uh, Psalm uh, 37, uh, three, verse 4 is the key verse, but I'm going to read the verse before and verse after. So verse 3 of Psalm 37 through verse 5, uh, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him also and he will do it. Uh, many of prosperity gospel preachers have falsely, you know, used that verse. And Mike Todd is a prosperity gospel preacher. I don't know if he's used that verse, though. But what he just said is actually antithetical to that verse. You know, in the Christian life, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. We are getting the fruit of the Spirit. We are getting spiritual gifts. And we are a new creation. You know, this isn't a works-based salvation. We are free to do as we please, but what we want to do and what pleases us should also be pleasing to the Lord. That is evidence that we are a new creation. What Mike Todd is saying is what pleases me does not please God, and therefore I'm going to submit anyway. And that, you know, maybe training wheels for baby Christians... That's not biblical. That is not the goal of the Christian life. That is not the goal of being a Christian. The goal of being a Christian is to be a new creation in which our desires are conformed to God's desires. And that is why if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. Because the desires coincide. So, Mike Todd has it completely wrong here, and there's a false sense of piety with what he's saying. How much I'm going to get him to try to... God decided male and female. I, no, 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 I'm not... This is not a bad... I need y'all to hear my heart on this. This is not a bashing. This is not a... He... If I was there, maybe I would have told him, is there something in the middle you could do? Like kind of a, like a little maybe if somebody, well, I was born like this. I don't know how I feel. I feel you. And I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom. In culture, you can make up whatever you want to. In culture, you can build whatever you want to. But it's the truth of the matter is that if we are going to submit under what the king says, I'm going to have to wrestle with what I don't even fully understand. Oh God, pastors don't say. So again, what he said here is indicative of his heart. I'm hearing his heart and it's wicked and it shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't be a pastor. That's what I'm hearing is, you know, when he says, listen to my heart, I'm listening and you shouldn't be a pastor. So you think, you know, he's basically saying if I were God, I would have made it so there's, you know, four different genders, A, B, C, and D. And that God, you know, made it more complicated than necessary. But I'm going to submit begrudgingly anyway. 
That's what I'm hearing him say. It's not biblical. Like, he, he treats God like what he did was arbitrary. And, you know, to some degree, God is sovereign. You know, you know the Bible says that that settles it. But let's not pretend that God is capricious. Let's not pretend that God is irrational. God is completely rational. Uh, and, you know, God made them male and female. You know why God didn't make non-binary? Because it's not a thing. That You know, that's one reason. So why isn't it a thing? Well, there's the created order. What did God tell Adam and Eve? To be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. You know why uh, homosexuality is a sin? It, it, it goes directly against the command to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. You know why, you know, transgenderism is a sin? Well, one reason is you're, first of all, rejecting that God made them male and female. And then you're, you're also rejecting be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You know, God gave a command that he wants mankind to expand, to populate and fill the earth. And he can't connect that to God's view on gender, to God's view on sexuality. Like, this guy's a pastor, and he wrestles with this question. Like, he's uh, Katanji Brown Jackson wrestling with what a woman is because she's not a biologist. No, it's pretty simple. God made them male and female for a purpose. And the purpose is, you know, let, let's talk about marriage for a second. Why did God make a yeah, woman to be a helpmate to man? Okay, that's good. So God gave man marriage. God instituted marriage. And the purpose of marriage is, uh, one of the purposes of marriage is the greatest metaphor in scripture, Christ and his bride, the church. It's one of the reasons God instituted marriage was the point to the gospel. You think it was arbitrary of God? No, this was purposeful for God to institute marriage. It points to the gospel. It points to our need for a savior. And yes, God knew before the fall of man that he would have to send a savior and save mankind. God foreknew this. God predestined this. Mike Todd doesn't know this and he shouldn't be a pastor. He's like the stupid version of Levi Lusco. I think Levi Lusco is way smarter than him. But uh, they, they, they both prey on uh, spiritually immature women. But I, I think Mike Todd's the dumb version. Say this because they want to be absolute. Well, why did that? I don't freaking know. I know, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler and it was like A, B, C, or D, like frick. No, I'm serious. As a pastor, like, so what do you think about gay men? I don't know. Again, if you don't know, you shouldn't be a pastor. Like, that should be an interview question for every pastoral candidate in the country. What do you, in anywhere, actually, what do you think of homosexual marriage? And if anything, you can go even more basic than that. So, if you don't know, you shouldn't be a pastor. Quit your job. You suck at it. So, yeah. And then, again, you don't know about, you think it'd be simpler if God made four genders than if God made two? I think women are already as complicated as it gets. Do we need to create two more genders? But I do know 
in the kingdom. They're going to cancel me. In the I'm not the king. I don't, I don't know why he decided to do it like this. I, can't, I just told you one I don't know why you're wrestling like that, and I don't know what to do to help you but to stand with you and pray with you, and, not, and you're welcome at Transformation Church. Trans is in the title. Transformation, you can be here. Oh, God. You're, well, you're loved here? I want you here. Look at all those women, those liberal women give him a standing ovation in the audience. Will I marry you? I, I can't, not because I don't think you found love. Just as a kingdom ambassador, when I look back at the orders that are in the constitution of the kingdom. I know people don't talk like this because they want it to be black and white, but there's some things on this earth I don't have the answers to. And so when I don't know, I just default. This is actually one of the most black and white things in scripture. Like, would you make the argument that bestiality is not a black and white issue according to scripture? Especially when there's all these girls on Twitter that apparently are having sex with dogs. Like, would you say this is not a black and white issue? Because you know what comes right after or right before the verse on bestiality in scripture? Which I think there's only two verses on bestiality in all of scripture. And none of them came from Jesus. Jesus was apparently silent on the issue of bestiality. Which therefore invalidates this is a sin if we apply that same logic. I'm not applying that logic. The verse on homosexuality precedes the verse on bestiality in Leviticus 18. And you know what's in Leviticus 19 is love your neighbor as yourself, by the way. And then Leviticus 20 has like another condemnation of homosexuality. And I believe bestiality is also condemned in that. So that'd be the other bestiality verse. So you don't know why then you shouldn't be a pastor. And he says this isn't black and white. It absolutely is. It's the most black and white thing ever. We're not talking about whether the cessation or continuation of spiritual gifts, which one of those viewpoints is correct. That's not a black and white issue, in my opinion. That's one of the most difficult uh, theologies to uh, assess in all of Scripture. We're not talking about eschatology and which view is correct. That's one of the most difficult views, uh, difficult theologies in all of scripture. We're talking about whether something that God says is a sin on multiple occasions is a sin or not. The Bible says it several times. It's not even remotely close to being a debatable issue. That settles it. So, what's it going to be? And you're just going to begrudgingly submit, which I think is not a sustainable long-term strategy. How many pastors have started out with this type of thinking that Mike Todd demonstrates here, only to later on cater or officiate a gay wedding? Like, how many years away from officiating a gay wedding is Mike Todd right now. Five, seven, ten, three. 
I come sub to the mission. I know people are gonna try to make this clickbait and make it something I didn't say. I hope you hear the heart of what I'm saying. I heard the heart. I, I wrestle and pray for all type of people all the time. Because how freaking unfair it must feel to feel something every day of your life and it not line up with the God you love. I don't have all the answers. My wife used to work in the, in the makeup community. There's tons of people who have different identity um, associations in that community. And one of her favorite people in there was a homosexual male, the sweetest guy in the world. I mean, had the love that most Christians don't have. And again, the, the liberal... Predominantly black women in that church, apparently like the gay best friend stereotype, which is, by the way, a red flag for any of you single guys dating, uh, trying to date women out there. If they have a gay best friend, just, you know, walk away from that one. Uh, that That's not a keeper. But, you know, the idea of being super effeminate and nice and is not, you know, and then loving sodomy on the side isn't the love that Christians should want to have. That, that's what he's talking about there. Would do anything for people. I'm off on a tangent right now, but my heart is aching right now. Because the truth of the matter is, he wants a close relationship with God. But all of the walls, all of the judgment, all of the things have kept him away. And what I'm saying to everybody in this room is this dude's bending over to get gays in his church and he couldn't succeed with that one. Because at the end of the day, he's not seeking God. I don't think any of us seek God. I think God seeks us the other way around. And what this guy's main objection is, is the same thing as a 19 year old atheist guy. He wants to have sex with his girlfriend in this case. The, the friend that they're mentioning doesn't want to give up, you know, sodomy. Doesn't want to give that up. People love their sin. And Mike Todd, you know, it's I think it's pretty heavily implied he believes in orientation. And in a second, we're going to get to his views on concupiscence. So he's, he's side B theology all the way here. But side B theology is a gateway to side A, which is a shorthand for acceptance or more biblically accurate antinomian. You're just throwing away laws in scripture because it's a gray area. It's complicated. It's actually one of the most simple uh, Q&As in all of scripture. You don't have to have an answer to stand with somebody. Oh my God, y'all are so religious. Then I, it's all fun and games till it shows up in your house. Until you do. So I want to point out real quick the setup of this church. And the setup of this church is yeah, you have a you know mega church theater thing. That's that's not new. But this is a television studio up close near the stage. It's basically, that is what Mike Todd's, you know, priority is. He wants to be televised, whether for TBN, I don't know if he's on TBN, 
whether definitely for YouTube, he has 1.94 million subs on YouTube, Transformation Church's YouTube channel. That many subs, it's a lot for a church that like TD Jakes might be the only ones to surpass that, but and he's like the most watched pastor in the United States, if not the world, which is a very bad sign for the times at which we live in. But Mike Todd's quickly, I think, going to surpass that because that's what he's aiming for. You know, I think his the desires of his heart are wicked, and there, and I think he's going to get you know liked by the world. If you want to be liked by the world, I think God will let you be liked by the world. And the way he's trying to like talk about hot topic issues is one of which, you know, someone who doesn't want to offend anyone uh, talks about them. I'm just looking like you can see all like there's a camera crew right there that they box out by looks. This whole thing is a setup for an audience that's not the local church. Dealing with it in your home? Now they just need to throw them away and cast into a lake of what? That's God's workmanship and a masterpiece. I'm offending religious spirits right now. I already know. What I'm saying is, who's going to serve? Who's going to serve the, the untouchable? Who's going to serve the ones that the church is outcasted? Who's going to serve the people who your parents taught you to hate? Some of y'all, y'all parents would turn over in your grave if you knew you was in a church with a black teacher in a black suit with a black man on a shirt wearing braids. Because they, they taught you. What in uh, so, bonus points if you can tell me who's on his shirt because I'm honestly curious. It looks like a black preacher is on his shirt, but... You know, that's not, I didn't grow up in celebrity Christianity, so I'm not going to recognize uh, most preachers just by silhouette, you know, just by a picture of them, their face. Uh, let me know, because I have certain guesses, but I don't, I think it's going to be a little bit more esoteric than uh, something like a James Cone or something like that. But I don't know, like, again, I wouldn't mind serving under, you know, submitting uh, to a church elder in a church. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have an issue with that. I was never raised to have an issue with that. But if it's Mike Todd, that, that, then we're going to have a problem. If his theology is like Mike Todd, then we're going to have a problem. In the kingdom, we serve everybody. And the reason why, oh my God, I feel the presence of God right now. The reason why I'm trying to teach you this is because there's going to be things in your life that are going to make you want to have a natural response, and you're going to have to put it through the filter of the kingdom. Okay. Here we go. This is where we get into adultery Let me just category. put it in a point. Serving the kingdom is going to cost you your natural response. Whatever you would naturally do in the kingdom, you're going to have to do the opposite. That's not true. As I talked about in the beginning, serving the kingdom should transform our natural response. Our natural response should be transformed by the expanding expansion of the kingdom of God in our hearts. I'm trying to give you the key to actually serving. When I want to take over He's and be a tyrant and lead in tyranny, I lead in humility. 
It's what our example Jesus did. Can I prove it to you? Ooh, I love the Bible. I love the guy who talks about how he leads in humility while wearing, like, how much is his entire outfit worth right now? Like, how much is his pretentious shirt with the pastor, with the presumed black preacher on it? How much does that shirt cost him? How much does that gold watch cost him? I believe he has a gold wristband on the other side. Uh, how much did he pay to get his braids done? How much does his jacket and pants cost? His shoes? Preachers and sneakers? Help me out here. And he wants to talk about leading in humility? That's not a believable picture. You know, the Bible talks about people humbling themselves in the Lord. And the Old Testament picture of that is sack, sackcloth and ashes. Not gold watches and fancy sneakers. Matthew 20, 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to do what? Serve others. And then he took it another step. Not just serve them, die for them. Kill something in himself for them. And give his life as a ransom for many. What are you trying to say? Write this point down. Serving the kingdom is going to require a sacrifice. Do you know how many things I'd like to do that I can't because I serve the king? So serving the kingdom is going to require a sacrifice. The sacrifice was already made by Jesus on the cross. Giving up porn isn't a sacrifice. Like, seriously. I know most people won't tell you that. But I wish, I wish sometimes that I could just put on a mask and not be me for a second and do everything I felt to do in whatever way I felt to do it. I don't have that luxury because I serve the king. Oh, you thought I was going to say because I'm a pastor. Or I have a platform. Or people would know. No, 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 no. The reason I do the right thing is because I've decided to pledge my allegiance. Not to a king, but the Bible calls him the king of king. The Lord of Lord. So if I never was on this stage, but I decided to live and be a kingdom ambassador, my response should be the same if I was on the platform under all these lights. You have no excuse because of your elevation. Your elevation does not give you an excuse. I'm going to have to close this because I can see some of y'all mouth becoming white. Y'all get ashy around the mouth. This is too much. <laughs> My natural response. He says that, but he has uh, 38 more minutes to go. Like, again, so much filler in this sermon. Everybody know this scripture. Even thugs know this scripture. An eye for an eye. <laughs> hey, cook. Pull up on me or pull up on you. Hey, cuz. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, and then we're done with the T-Cock cool. line. Only God can judge me. That's... But his necklaces. Because the truth of the matter is we... So that's two gold necklaces and a gold watch. Not a gold wristband. My apologies. Just wanted to fact check myself. I missed the two necklaces. And then I erroneously said he had a gold wristband. No, just a gold watch. We want to serve from a place of insecurity 
our own selfish desire. But when you serve the kingdom, you have to sacrifice all that. It's not that you don't have it. You just can't act on it. Serving the kingdom is going to cost you your natural response. Man. Man. My wife made me mad. So I want to go talk to the girl at my job. My natural response is, you treat me like that, I'm going to go do something that makes me feel better. In the kingdom, you have to put that response. It's okay to feel it. Nobody has ever gotten in trouble for feeling it. Oh, God, I know this is too much. You, everybody say, I can feel it. I can't act on it. I'm okay for you to feel horny. Oh, my God. Want to cheat on your wife? Want to cheat on your husband? Feel like leaving them nappy-headed kids to make they, I'm moving to Hawaii. Feel it. Look up flights, $600, I'll be out of here tomorrow. I will be out of here. Everybody say, feel it. God wouldn't have given you feelings if he didn't expect you to feel it. But in the kingdom, we have to put our feelings through a filter. Again, everything he just said here was wrong. Uh, so let's be clear. Uh, First of all, he's saying that generic horniness isn't a sin, which I, I, I guess that's true in a sense. But what he's talking about here is lusting after other women that aren't your wife. That Jesus clearly condemns uh, when he talks about, you know, the standard is of adultery. You know, the adultery in our hearts is lusting after another woman. So he clearly just, you know, tore that verse out of scripture to make the point here because obviously, you know, this is an entertainment forum. This isn't a real church. This isn't a real sermon. It's just entertaining goats, uh, female goats for the most part, because it's a very, you know, you know, feminist energy church here. And again, he gets it. You know, he's talking about desires being sinful desires being acceptable, but sinful actions being the line that's crossed. That is incorrect. Many Bible believing Christians have this misconception and this misconception, you know, this is what Michael Todd teaches about sin. And if Michael Todd teaches on something, that's a good indication that it's wrong. You know, so if this is Michael Todd's theology on sin, good indication that if you share it, you need to come to Jesus on this. You need to repent and accept what the Bible says about sin. The Bible makes it clear that sinful desires are sinful. Whether it's adultery and obviously homosexuality, you know, homosexual attractions are in and of themselves sinful because homosexual desires are in and of themselves sinful. An attraction is based off of value judgment. Attra sexual, you know, attractions are based off value judgments that you have. If you don't like women with lip fillers, it's because you don't like plastic women. Or, you know, if, if, that there's a value judgment there. So, when someone's attracted to the same sex, they've made a value judgment that you know, buttholes are, uh, male buttholes are attractive. Like that's 
a value judgment. That's not an inward, you know, and that's the desire, that's the attraction that leads to a desire. But all of it's sin. All of it's sin. The, the standard of purity is that much higher than we imagine. That's why our desires are sin. We see it in the Ten Commandments. The Tenth Commandment is about coveting. That's a desire. That's not an action. Coveting is a desire. And a week ago, we did a video on Dennis Prager getting this issue wrong. We And uh, Jordan Peterson, you know, is just not a, a source to go to for the Bible because he gets this issue wrong. Uh, Doug Wilson gets this issue wrong. And we talked about it. All sorts of different preachers who preach to different audiences get this issue wrong because they don't know what sin is. They've redefined sin to just mean actions and not including our desires, attitudes, motivations. Because we fall short of the glory of God, the standard of God, not just through our actions, but through our attitudes, desires, motivations. All of this is in the textbook definition of sin. You know, read a theology textbook. It includes our desires and attitudes, motivations, not just our actions. We can do good deeds, but do them in sin because our motivations and desires are wicked. Mike Todd is teaching the opposite here. And we put our feelings through a filter. This is how we serve the king. We do not act on everything that we feel. I believe that's the end. Uh, so, I, I think I've already uh, made my concluding point. Mike Todd, terrible pastor, but he's a very prominent force that we're going to have to deal with in the church for the years to come, uh, unless, you know, unless he repents, because then I think his relevance is going to fade. Or he has a scandal, in which case that'll take him off uh, base for a couple weeks or whatever. We've already talked about Carl Lentz is making a comeback with Transformation Church. He's going to be working for Mike Todd after getting fired from Hillsong for adultery. Because like we said, we just learned what Mike Todd thinks about adultery. The fact that he's hiring Carl Lentz is a direct reflection of his views on theology as it relates to adultery. So... Uh, with that said, that's all I got to say about that. My name's Ray. If you like this video, uh, subscribe if you're new. Otherwise, uh, let me know what you think about what I think in the comment section below. Have a blessed day and we will catch you on the next one.